how do we build a happier legal community? Um, if any of you heard that and don't care, just stop watching now. Totally fine. But for those of you that do care, which I think is everybody who's watched the show, uh, that's what we're talking about today. For those of you that don't know, Robert, <clears throat> excuse me, Rob is based out of the UK. He's the founder and managing partner of KC Partners, an innovative and world-leading legal talent solution and content creation firm focused on community. He specializes in helping aspiring and qualified legal professionals with their careers and to secure dream jobs with law firms and corporations across the UK, Europe, the Middle East, the Far East, the US, everywhere there's a job. Rob's been featured in numerous publications, including The Modern Lawyer, the lawyer through through to the sorry the modern lawyer the lawyer through to the CIO times for most inspiring leader plus a multi award nominated community maker through his entrepreneurial journey he has built and scaled multi million pound revenue generating sales pound being the uh, across the pond term. Uh, generating sales teams and sits in a strategic investor advisor and investor to recruitment and legal tech startups. Rob's a super networker and active content creator, most followed legal recruiter and talent solution expert across all of social media. Rob's advised LinkedIn on various new product rollouts and been ranked as a top 100 rising star and influencer. He's regularly featured in LinkedIn news and hosts the LinkedIn creators audio town hall. And if that's not enough, he's got a podcast. If that's not enough, it's awesome and sponsored by Clio. If that's not enough, he's a proud first time father to his daughter and a parent to his miniature dachshund auto. Rob, thanks for being with us today. Ah, thank you, Jordan. Really appreciate the kind intro. And every time I see you, you're wearing your shirt with your son on it. Just brings the best smile to my face. So I'm a super fan of what you do. And yeah, it's a real pleasure to be here. And thanks once again for a kind intro. There we go. Little known fact for anybody that hasn't followed me, I'm on a 13-month road trip. I only have two Hawaiian shirts, so it's a 50-50 shot on the road, which <laughs> you're going to get. So, all right, um, we're going to dive in today on how we build a happier legal community one lawyer at a time. But before that, I want to talk about our last episode, super cool episode. We had Anthony Narrow on. Anthony talked to us about how to start marketing your firm and TikTok growth tips. So Anthony came out of, I would say the public defender's office, but it was a nonprofit that did public defender work. Um, so from that sort of more governmenty job into having to generate business, talked to us through the methodology of how you start marketing at the beginning and then dove into TikTok where Anthony's got 50,000 followers. So if you're interested in all of that stuff, get to check out that episode, but don't do that now because we have Rob here live. So you want to hear and get your questions answered here. Um, Rob, dude, thank you. This is great. Ah, thank you. No, this is this is super awesome. And it's something I'm very passionate about, as I know you are, all things community building and, you know, why should we care? So I'm really keen to get into today's chat. So, you know what? Great. Why should we care? Why is this important? Well, you, as you mentioned in the introduction, one person at a time, right? So that needs to start with me. Why do I care? You know, the whole person, you know, someone trying to build community and deliver something and do something to, to help others. You can't pour from an empty cup. So my why and what gets me out of bed, my grandfather ran a very successful law firm here in the United Kingdom. Um, he was raised by a single parent. Um, his father died when he was just eight years old and real rags to riches story. Um, but he did that in an offline world. And I always use the analogy of, well, he used to get tremendous amounts of Christmas cards, lots of various things every year after he had retired. 
from clients, former clients. And that says to me, a legacy. People care. He built a community in an offline world. And I thought, I want to emulate that family success, keeping in the legal world in a digital online forum. So that's my legacy. I want to keep the family name. I want to keep pushing, doing good for the legal industry. So that's my why. And that's what fills my cup. And I think the main thing is knowing why you get out of bed every day, because every day is not a 10 out of 10 day. Some days suck. So you need to know what that is. So that's really me in terms of why I do what I do and, and really what gets me fueled. Love that. A lot. So I want to unpack quite a bit of that because I love the concept. We talk about this non-digital age, but like I always go back to this fact and let me know if you agree with me. Social media really just allows us to do the way that humans built relationships for millions of years at a better scale. Like cavemen making the first wheel shop. It was who did they know? Who could they sell the, you know, round stone wheel to? And now we get into super complicated, like I got to be dancing here. I need this trending audio here. I got to have all this stuff put together. But like, really, aren't we just talking about building a relationship, you know, one-on-one over and over again? Absolutely. I think, you know, it gives you leverage, of course, and you can leverage social media to get further distribution. But absolutely, human to human connection is so important. And I think that's the thing, you know, particularly now with the social media world where people get so hell bent on certain metrics and everything else. It's not a metric as a person, you know, it's a person with a thought, with a feeling, with a career, something attached to them. And the more that you can really inspire educate and entertain that person within your community the more they're going to be loyal to you the more they're going to give word of mouth the more it's going to organically grow which i'm a big believer in organic growth i believe particularly for a community to be successful it has to be coming from a good place because so many things now are falsified and so many things are not what they appear to be and i think setting things with a solid foundation for why we do what we do using organic growth and building out from there is a far greater way it might be a longer way but a more longer established way of actually being around in the future and actually creating an impact and legacy and look, for everybody, <clears throat> excuse me, who's listening to this or watching this, we're talking about building community from the standpoint of this lawyer to lawyer community, which is helpful, <clears throat> excuse me, for all of us as members, as lawyers, as members of the legal community. There's also the benefit of you hearing what Rob has to share today for how you build your own community with your own clients, you know, whether that's the personal injury firm building a community of injured people and, and medical providers, whether that's a real estate attorney trying to build a community of realtors and title agents and mortgage brokers. Like it's the same stuff. A community is a community. It's just different people. But so much of the what makes a community care about each other is the same stuff. Absolutely. I can I completely agree. So much of this is transferable and even broader than legal, like you say. And there's so many other things and snippets when you come from this, because absolutely you look at the way the world is going and you look at the need with technology and Web3 technology, everything. It all harks back to the word community. And so if you really understand the power of community and leverage that to the max, it's a win win for everyone. And that's the big thing for me with community. It's about how can you make it a win win for everyone within the community so everyone gets some benefit from it. So I want to dive into that. How do you make the win-win community? But before that, you made this comment about like what gets you up in the morning and you answered it for yourself. But I'm curious if you have any methodology for a lawyer listening to this, how they should figure out what truly drives them. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, 
I think, well, a tip firstly, if you are struggling for that, a big, I'm a big advocate of having mentors and coaches and people in your sphere of influence that can bring out the best of you and help you find out why. So, you know, it's like if you're struggling to get to the gym, try and find a buddy. If you can't afford a personal trainer, have a buddy, have an accountability person, someone who can help you. So the power of your network to really help you and fine tune is super, super important. And then I always bring it back to, you know, what is it that you love? Write down everything that you love, write down everything that you don't like, and then write down why you love it and why you don't like that and you'll be able to draw some parallels quite quickly then to the things that really really fill your cup and from there it's a great way to start thinking about okay well maybe i don't like doing doc review 12 hours of the day every day or maybe i don't like doing business development 12 hours of the day every day and because these are the reasons why 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 then you can start thinking about how you can strategize and actually how you can start following what you're really passionate about you know it's uh it's funny you mentioned it that way i have a uh I want to say lawyer friend, at least lawyer colleague, I think we're friends who jokes about how often he gets to work half days. But then it took me like two years to realize by half day, he meant working 12 hours or more during it. <laughs> yeah, that's so Four true. Half day. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So we, I want to go back to now this win-win community. So from the standpoint of, and I'm going to talk about this from your experience. So from the standpoint of this lawyer community, where did you start when it came to how do we build this to be a win-win community? Yeah. So it's my whole journey all started around content creation, right? So I started with, you very kindly mentioned my legal speaking podcast, which, you know, started from absolutely nothing. Like no one listened to it. Nobody cared. No one even thought, what the hell is this? To now where we are, as you very nicely mentioned, where we're we're powered by Clio and we've had huge, huge success with the show. Um, And I noticed very quickly that, you know, through producing content and bringing thought leaders and people sharing their wisdom that, you know, that was really positively received. And I thought, okay, well, I could make this more than just a podcast and actually grow this and build this this community through leveraging content, but niche content within the lane that I'm staying with, which of course is legal. So that's how, you know, we did very targeted events. We've done various targeted careers focused seminars. We've done very targeted talks and lots of different things that have come about through legal content. So I find the best way to build community is to produce high quality content that is valuable to people. So they get thought leadership, they get education. And so they want to know more and they want to know, want to be part of it. And then through that, you can start collaborating because I think a key part of making your community successful is collaborating with people within it, you know, grow from within. I talked about the importance of organic growth. Don't just welcome someone into a community and just say, Hey, thanks for being here. Give them a collaboration opportunity, maybe introduce them to people within the network, maybe do a webinar together, whatever it might be. But in an era where we're drowning in information and craving wisdom, Jordan, I think the beautiful thing about what we're doing with our Legally Speaking Club community is we're giving content, we're giving thought leadership, we're giving collaboration, we're giving that, but then we're actually rewarding people. So you'll know we created the world's first legal coin called Legal, which is a crypto Web3 linked coin. So you can be in our community and you can get access to all of those things, but we can also reward you. Like you're seeing now, the launch of NFTs, like Starbucks are bringing out their own version of NFTs. There's all these loyalty programs that are emerging. We're creating our own economy within our community of a loyalty program through reward. So let's say, hey, you just listened to Rob and Jordan on Jordan's show. I can say, thank you so much for listening. It Here's some free legal coin for investing your time in our community. Please go and spread the word and invite three other people. 
Like that's a cool way, right? So we're rewarding on top of educating. And that's what I find like the little cherry on top that not many people can offer their community and what we're doing right now. So I want, there's so much, there's so much to unpack there. That's awesome. It's interesting. I, cause like, I guarantee you, if we talk to a, I don't know, what, what would it be? It would be a, uh, a sociologist about how communities are formed. It's exactly what you're talking about, right? Like you've got this one-to-one connection between you and a guest. Then you start putting more of those guests together into that community to build the, you know, intersected connections. Um, and so it becomes this really organic growth out of, uh, the one-to-ones over there. And then obviously, yeah, I mean, the, the gamification, the thanksification, the financial reward of people putting in is really that extra, it's, it's extra, but it's like the cherry on top of a Sunday that you've already spent a bunch of time building. Like it's not, you know, if everybody hates each other, the coin's not going to make a difference. This is some extra positive thing for people to do with something they already enjoy. It's so true. But let's look at our scenario, Jordan. Like we're a working case study right now, right? You, We have got connected through a community contact. There's a warm introduction. I've invited you onto my show. You've shared all your wisdom. I've come onto your show. We're helping get distribution reach. We're changing people's lives. We're trying to inspire people. We're educating. And that's all come through organic, right? Within a community of a community. And suddenly things and opportunities are coming off the back of it that can benefit everyone. That's the win-win scenario. And honestly, I'd go even so far as to say it's kind of a win-win-win because you have the podcast host, you have the guest, and you have the benefit of people listening to the conversation to also grow from it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. So if you've got a lawyer who is interested in being part of this community, what's the what are the first things they have to do? Uh to be interested, you know, you, they, they, they've got to be curious. The first thing they have to do is be curious. I want people to have an open mindset within my community because so many people have closed mindsets. I don't have enough time. There's already lots of things out there right now. What's the point in this? How is this going to help me achieve my billable target? You know, all of these things that, you know, it, you have to come to our community with the curiosity mindset. Of, I might learn something new. I potentially could get inspired. And, you know, I could potentially change some of my working practice or meet people in this network that could help me. Because I always say you're only one relationship away from changing your life. I genuinely believe that you are one relationship away in business from changing your life. Like I was one away from starting my business probably five years, 10 years sooner than I should have done. I met the person 10 years late, but you're always one relationship away. So you could join my community with an open mindset, curiosity mindset of saying, hey, I want to see how maybe I can get sharper at delivering my legal services. Hey, I want to get better at actually building a personal brand, which is obviously your zone of genius in terms of how you can help people and how they can market themselves and how they can get new sales, how they can bribe new business development. But that is the key thing that we are trying to do is bring people that typically would be quite shut off to this, to open up those minds, be curious, be open to learning, be coachable, and you'll be amazed what actually you can take from there because not everybody knows everything all of the time. There's so many things I don't know anything about, but I remain coachable and it's one of my biggest strengths. Well, and that's the the other benefit of building a community, right? Like you have you have a so-and-so guy, you have a so-and-so gal, like, you know, I, yeah. I know almost nothing about cars, but I know the person to ask. If it's a fancy yeah. car, I know exactly which financial advisor to ask the questions of. If it's a you know older car, I know exactly what body shop to send somebody to to get it fixed or you know whatever it is along those lines. So you build this communal knowledge um, by having connections. Yeah, and I think also be you know everyone has a voice within the community. So back to your question about to the point. The first point is obviously be open enough to walk through the door. Um, and then be be confident enough to know that we want to hear from you. 
everybody has something to teach somebody, right? Everybody. I genuinely believe we can all learn from any experiences, positive adversities in life, whatever it might be. And be prepared to put something in because the more you put in, the more you get out. So if you can lead with value and share something that's actually going to be helpful or inspire people, it's a great way to increase your brand, increase your, I guess, reputation within the community and more opportunities and more things will come your way. So I always say come, but also promote, share your knowledge, do whatever you want to do, because that, like you say, is is helping people. And it's like, who do you know who can introduce you to somebody you don't know? You just gave a great example there about how the community works. I don't know anything about cars, but go and speak to Dave, you know, or Jane or whatever it might be. And that that's, that's great. Well, and it's interesting from the standpoint of everybody has something to share. This is, this might be counterintuitive, but I have found so many better relationships with people when I've shared failures than when I've shared successes. And, you know, it's tough to come like, hey, there's 10,000 people in this group. Am I going to go in and be like, man, I really blew this case today on day one? Probably not. But on day 30, when you share that stuff and then people are like, oh my God, like they're so much more humble. They're so much more approachable. They're so much more honest. Like we get this really weird bump because on social media, what do you see? 99% of it is people either telling you that they're the best or explaining they had the worst day of their life, there's not like an actual true mistake that they made or true case loss or, you know, however you want to phrase that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so true. And, you know, reality is we all make mistakes every single day, right? You know, <laughs> there's not a working day that goes by that there isn't some form of mistake. Some are larger, some are smaller. Um, but I'm a big believer on what gets measured gets done. So actually look at things and you can be like, hey, I failed because, you know, whatever, I tried to hit this target or I missed this or whatever it might be. And then you can share some practical, tactical teachings along the way. And it's a great way to educate people. And that's actually a good, good way because people can relate to that. You're absolutely right. People can relate to that. No, not everyone can relate to this, you know, hundred million dollar law firm owner who's got this massive book of business that's got all the NFL clients and whatever it might be. Like that's just so far away from some people. It's, it, it's inspiring, but it's not, they can't touch it. People want to be able to see and touch and feel like I can relate to the fact that you lost that. That client or this happened or you made that mistake in that contract or you really needed to brush up on this particular thing because that's you know pe- 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 meet people where they're at and i think if you get good at that you'll, you'll really do well well and in addition to that with you know especially with covid like look i hope that we're through the worst of it it's been you know more than two and a half years at this point there's a lot of things that people are like oh i launched this estate planning practice by doing all these webinars at the you know this nice fancy restaurant and then like if you launched in march of 2020 you didn't have that opportunity so by having you know by connecting with people that are closer to where you are now that are one step ahead not 10 steps ahead or that have been doing this 6 months longer than you or a year longer than you they know the day-to-day more they know the platforms more they know the software more like whatever that is you get a really good benefit um even if that person thinks i'm not an expert yet but i'm getting there yeah no i it's it's, it's so true but you know we, we you can only play to what's around you and and i think again just coming back to the sort of premise of the discussion today you know, we kind of work on the basis, you know, teach one, reach one, right? So we want to teach someone new within the community and the likelihood is they're going to reach out to one or two and invite them into the community, say, I'm getting some real value from this. So again, it's just one of our little principles. You know, we never like just to sort of bring somebody in who doesn't think they can bring like-minded people within their community in as well. I think it just helps with group things, bringing in voices. And it's, uh, yeah, just a process that we work to. So are there any, like from the standpoint of your community, I think every community needs some sort of membership requirement um, or limitation or whatever you want to call it. 
so that way you, you get people to feel like they belong or you get people to know that they're part of something different. So what are some of the, you know, must haves or must or not must not haves for your community? So for me, so we, we definitely have a freemium model and it's all linked to our, um, our, our, our coin. So I believe you need to have something. Consistency is key for community building, right? So you need to be able to be consistently providing something to your community to give them a reason to stay. And so what do we do? We have our show. So our Legally Speaking podcast, every week on a Monday, we produce a new episode, which is linked to legal careers, something related to the legal industry that will undoubtedly touch or help people within the community. That's free. We also provide all of our content, everything related to that, and also some of the behind the scenes content and some of the, all of that good stuff, That that's absolutely free. We also provide uh, careers related resources because everything that we're doing is linked to typically to legal and careers which is obviously I'm a legal content creator I help people with their jobs so they're my kind of you know I always talk about what's your topic of influence like they are my topic of influences in terms of where I produce so it's a lot of content related to that and then as part of having that we also have linked to the call we have a sort of VIP community because we're commercial right so you've got to think about there's nothing wrong with making a living if you're doing it from a good place i'll stress that again there is nothing wrong with making a living if you're doing it from a good place and people are actually getting value from it so you know potentially if somebody say wants a 60 minute one-on-one with me about how to I don't know, maybe how, how to, to, to start a podcast or how to secure a dream job or how to get a partner as a mentor, whatever. If they have a certain amount of our legal coin, they get access to our VIP community, which gets them one-to-ones. It gets them access to bonus content, various other things behind the scenes. It probably gets us access to certain other special webinars, masterclasses, all of those other things. But I think de- definitely for a community to thrive, you need people within it that are going to be champion voices as well. It can't just be one person and you need to be consistent and you need to provide high value things that people actually want to hear and actually when you build the community don't feel like you're building it and just getting more and more numbers listen to your community so actually ask them how have you found it you know we've grown by x numbers over the last you know two months how are you finding things what would you like to see what are we missing what other things could we add to make it better make people feel included you know inclusivity is super important so you mentioned the content creation and the job finding stuff was it obvious to you that that would be your core function of the community or is that something that you found by some sort of process no it was obvious that we part of the community but the backstory to like how this all happened was i was basically like with the podcast i mentioned i set up a legal recruitment firm in 2016 Who cares about another legal recruitment firm? It's like, who cares about another law firm? There's millions of them out there, right? It could be a race to the bottom if you're just going on price. I had no name, no reputation. No one cared about me. They don't care about the legacy that I want to live. Like, I'm nobody, right? So I thought, okay, I can continue to just try and be a legal recruiter, or I could build, I always say to my clients, I'm not building a database, I'm building a community. And so I realized very quickly that actually through leveraging all of the things that we live in with this digital world and all these other resources and everything that I talked about before and building content, I can be so much more powerful and build a thought leadership because people want to get to know thought leaders. And if people know, like, and trust you, they'll do business with you. You'll get more more inbound leads. I'll tell you, I haven't done any outreach for 
a year and a half since I've been really doubling down on what I'm doing. Jordan, I've got more clients than I ever needed. I've got more candidates than I've ever needed. I've got more people in my community than definitely I don't ever need because I want to have the biggest community, but I'm growing it. So if you do this correctly and really kind of establish that authority, you will find you'll get more inbound, better quality leads to your business. So from the standpoint of a lawyer listening to this who wants to start building their own community of clients, referral sources, people they can help, et cetera, how should they figure out what to make that community around? Uh, if it's targeted to their clients, what is the common 10 questions they continually get asked by their clients that they're fed up of just regurgitating to and have that as a freemium model, right? So, hey, here, I'm building a community about how to how to avoid whatever, something tax, well, say you're a tax lawyer, right? Let's use, um, you know, how to avoid, you know, getting in a mess with your tax returns or whatever it might be, or legal complications with your tax returns. Actually think about that pain point because people on Google are searching for pain relief, right? They want pain relief. They're typing into Google, how to this, this, they're going onto YouTube, that, that, that. So if you're trying to think of a community that's relevant for your clients, think about those pain points that time and time and time again, are probably evergreen as well and ongoing and start building your community from there because people are going to be drawn to that because you're actually helping them. You're adding value to them and then you can build off it from the back of that. So I always think about those core problems that you can solve with your zone of genius. And by the way, the way you build community can be any format. I'm work. I'm building it on a Discord platform right now. People are going to be like, what the heck is Discord, Rob? I've never heard it. Or my kids play on Discord. Are you sure? I always say, yeah, but your grandparents never started on Facebook, but now they are. Be open-minded, be curious, be be not be, be coachable, be teachable, right? Um, and the reality is with a lot of this, if you can remain coachable and teachable, you will be able to deliver it. It's so, so true. But yeah, actually figuring out what the pain points are and actually providing content related to that would be a great way to start building community. And it may be in a blog, it may be in a group on LinkedIn, it may be whatever, wherever you want to build, build where you're most comfortable and you don't need to be absolutely everywhere. I know everyone says you have to be absolutely everywhere. I try to be everywhere. I try to do that. And I just, I just it, too much. Like I stick to where I'm good and where I'm strong. And they would be my tips. And it's funny because, you know, you mentioned the, you mentioned discord and from the standpoint of it not being as well known gives you the opportunity to stand out more. Whereas there may be some, you know, to any lawyers listen to this, some of you may find it easier to build this community in a Facebook group because your clients are already there. You really have to look at that balancing test of, you know, bigger fish, smaller pond, smaller fish, bigger pond, meeting my clients where they are, finding the ones that will take that one extra step to, you know, go somewhere else for me. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of potential opportunity in, in really either direction when done correctly. Absolutely. I think if, um, what, what's it? Red ocean versus blue ocean. I think, you know, I'm, I'm going for the blue ocean opportunity right now, right? Now, the way to completely fail at a blue ocean opportunity, and by the way, folks, I don't get this right all the time, is not being able to educate. If you're going to try and do something entrepreneurial, disruptive, and different, if you cannot educate people so they can understand it, what Einstein said, unless a six-year-old can understand it, you don't understand it well enough to, to get people to engage, is so, so true. And then if you're going in the red ocean, you've got to be, you've got to be better right? Because there's people swimming in that anyway. So, you know, you've got to be better. So blue ocean, best known beats the best. You get first mover advantage, but you've got to be able to educate to get people to convert, to understand why should I bother change? Because people are resistant to change. And if you're in the red ocean, you've got to be better. So it's genuinely got to be better because people are like, I've just, I'm going to go to A, B, and C. They're already here and I've worked them for 10 years. 
And for anybody who doesn't know exactly what Rob's talking about, Blue Ocean Strategy, phenomenal book, not Blue Ocean, the Amazon rocket, but that's the point of why it's called Blue Ocean, because it goes into a Blue Ocean. Anyway, uh, or I guess hopefully it doesn't go into a Blue Ocean, it goes into space, but a metaphoric Blue Ocean. So anyway, I love that, man. I think that's so great because it's, none of this is easy, but you're making it simple. And that's where I think people get the, get caught up in making things overly complicated. Whereas if it's simple, then you show up every week, you keep putting in the consistency, you keep growing the group, as opposed to just trying to make this, you know, uh, more than you can, biting off more than you can chew with it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so true. And I think, you know, I'll probably talk about this later as well, but the importance of not trying to, you know, you can see, oh, I heard about Rob's community on Jordan's show. It was amazing. Don't try and copy people. Do what's right for you. Get inspiration, but do what's going to be right for you. And that comes back to like, what is the point of doing this as, as well? I think there's a real thing for for, for, for being niche and, and, and staying in your lane. Yeah, totally. Well, it's it's, you have less competition, you stand out more, you speak to a very specific person in a better manner. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just, you know, you, you can read a million business books and so many of them will tell you different things. I've never read one that is like, be less specific with what you're trying to do. Like that's yeah. open, you know, a, a core functionality of it. Um, now, you know, I'm sure there's probably some sort of, you know, obvious lawyer exception. You need a large enough community. If you're only targeting people in this one specific area with a specific name with a specific need. And there's only three of them. Maybe that's too specific, but I have found that to be the problem. One, one thousandth the time of the opposite where you really have no uniqueness. I absolutely agree. And I forget who says this, this isn't my, my content, but it's absolutely true. Specific is terrific. Like, you know, if you can be super specific, you know, it's a great way. It's like people say to me, it's like, Hey Rob, can you recommend a corporate lawyer? It's like, I know thousands of corporate lawyers like, hey, Rob, can you recommend a corporate lawyer who's got mergers and acquisitions experience, who's been working on mid-market deals around 500 million, whatever it might be um, on multi-jurisdictional works? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, OK, but it also engages my brain to think. Whereas if you ask someone, hey, do you know some good lawyers in PI? It's like. Mm, it's so it's so it's so broad. It's not an, like to get a really good piece of information out of someone be specific which is the point you're saying so specific is terrific i love that we'll uh, we'll have to find out who that was and give them some credit because that is a a great slogan yeah all right so going back to we've got these listener watcher lawyers who want to build a better community you know for themselves what what have you found to be a problem like if you could go back to day one and relaunch this community what would you do differently from what you know now Yes. Yeah, and it comes back to the point I was talking about before on education. So I think I'm getting better because people don't buy, um, you know, people buy from, you know, a why, a story, you know, why are you doing what you're doing and showing authenticity? I think if I'd have shown more of my sort of authentic self, I'm authentic, but I could have been even more because people really want to get behind the person's story, tell more. Why are you doing what we're doing? Because, you know, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Right. And that's the same for your community. People don't really care what you do, but they'll care why you do it if there's a compelling enough reason. And I think that would be the number one thing. If you're thinking of starting a community, it's like, yeah, there's loads of other, you know, I don't know, real estate legal communities right now. Yeah, but people are going to buy into why you are starting yours and you're sharing your story and, and the reasons why it's going to be important and how it's going to help people and all of those things. It's a great way to start thinking about it. And then I would also say, Make sure you have 
systems of some kind. It could be as basic as a calendar reminder each week in your diary to find a way to be consistent. Now, being consistent doesn't mean every minute of every day of every hour, of every, but it means some form of consistency. So your community knows what to expect. Like my community expects content from me on a Monday in terms of a new show release. My community expects some X videos about particular careers focused content on a Wednesday. They expect a newsletter. They expect these things. Right. And so I've got it set that they know. And sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll want extra content. And that's where you can then look to say, hey, that's great. Uh, we can do a masterclass on that. You know, if you grab extra legal coin we'll put it together for you i'll find the right people and there's ways you can kind of maneuver it but yeah i think those will be my sort of top tips about um starting a community because it's interesting you know the consistency aspect of it and i obviously we teach it so frequently from the standpoint of out there you know be consistent getting information out there but you have to look at it from the user perspective or the UZ perspective or the reader perspective. They're getting used to getting it from you. You know, you they went, they joined this group, they raised their hand that they wanted to be there. They're in the group, they're competing, you know, they're talking in the group. They know you're getting the video on Monday. So the consistency is them being able to consistently watch it on Monday or Tuesday morning or, you know, whatever the timeline is, you know, that's consistency becomes a two-way street in that manner when you have a community. Yeah. And, and by the way, if you join a huge community, you got to look at this way. You're getting free marketing every day. Like if you add something of some substance once a week or once a day to a community of thousands of people, you're getting free marketing to an audience, which is probably likely to recommend you people if they're similar or they're potentially going to instruct you. So, you know, it's a win-win. Well, and that's, and to me, that's the beauty of social media. You talked about this earlier um, from the why, making a list of things you like and don't like. I think that when you're when you're scrolling on social media, you have to ask yourself, why did I like this post? And and the funny part is we literally like posts on social media. I'm talking about this, you know, a little bit more esoterically. Like, why did I love that so-and-so shared, you know, that they were able to spend time with their kid for the first time, you know, on a Wednesday all year because they had systems in place? Why am I disliking that somebody's like, oh, I got a billion dollars for, you know, this giant corporation? Like, really think about what's making you engage. And then the closer you are to your ideal client, you want to put out the same content, the same information, the same feeling, the same authenticity, the same vulnerability that you are appreciating in others. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And I just think this whole community thing is like the biggest funnel ever, right? If you, you know, we're talking about, I know people don't like the word funnel and sales funnel, but the bigger that you make your community, your top of the funnel is huge. Like so much is going to trickle down from that. And people, you know, I, I really want to talk about this because you mentioned the word before connection. Like that is so important. And my, my good buddy, Joshua B. Lee talks about this. It's no longer now B to B, B to C. It never was. It's H to H. It's human to human connection. So if you build a community and you be seen for doing that, that human to human connection and people getting to know who you are and that personal brand and all of that stuff that goes with it, you're guaranteed to win in the long term if you're consistent the key is and i'll say it again be consistent be consistent be consistent because so many things start and stop think about how many podcasts that you maybe listen to that are no longer around think about how many groups you started that are no longer around think about all these things that you start that never no why do so many startup businesses fail because you know they're, they're not consistent in their, their sales processes and pipelines like it's the number one thing particularly for community building that you need to master well, and the thing that the the other benefit of community building, or I guess one of the other ones, is you get the member generated content, right? Like if you look at 
I, I don't know. I'm going to butcher the number, but an, but ultimately, net uh, Facebook gets fifty thousand hours of content uploaded every hour, right? Because you're you got the videos, you got the posts, all this stuff. Whereas like Netflix is going to spend ten billion dollars to get that much time of shows, of TV, of documentary, whatever. So by building a community, you get the opportunity to craft some of the message to you in the community, but you get the benefit of getting your users and your members creating their own in essence, follow-up campaigns or their own, you know, checking in with people or their own content to get people to see your community. And it becomes really cool in this snowball effect when it comes from a place of caring, when it comes from a place of being genuine and authentic, when it comes from a place of finding that niche, building that win-win community. Um, it's pretty crazy to see. Yeah. And tell people about your mission. Like I tell people about what I'm trying to do. It, you know, why, you know, why have the best kept secret? You know, why have a voice like Mar Mariah Carey and then don't tell anyone that you sing or you don't go out there and sing, right? You've got to tell people about what it is that you're trying to do. If it's, if it comes from that place, like you say, where you're caring, it's authentic, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with that, but you've got to go out there and tell people. What, this is, this is slightly off topic, but I think important here. So from what you're saying now, what do you say to people that are concerned about like the internet troll? You know, they're concerned about somebody hearing what they have to say and just slamming it in their face. How do you walk people over that issue? That's just a simple mindset thing, right? It's like, you know, th there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it, there's how many billion people in this world? Not everyone is going to absolutely love everything that you say. Not everyone's going, you know, you are going to face rejection. Rejection is just redirection. We know that. Like, that's all part of the journey. Like, as you will know when you find your tribe and community because you'll be around those right and like-minded people who actually support you and pick you up when you get your downs, right? Like, I get knockdowns all the time. Like, I'm trying to aspire for things all the time i get knockbacks but it comes back to that point i mentioned earlier about having coaches mentors people around you because you know a problem problem shared is a problem halved and so many times people go into themselves with that exact example you said you know they might be new to something they get shot down or they put something in there and they didn't get the engagement or whatever it is and they're like oh no i'm gonna walk away from this it's like no like don't worry about that like at the end of the day you know what is it that you miss 100 of the shots you don't take or whatever it is like it's, it's so true like just keep showing up show Showing up, showing up. Yeah, that's my, my all-time favorite uh, office quote, that quote from Wayne Gretzky and then Michael Scott with it. No, I, it's true. And from a financial perspective, when you're spending money for eyeballs through advertising or whatever it is, if you have people that already know they hate you, they're not clicking, they're not booking the consultation, they're not showing up, they're not starting the work with your firm to then fire you later. Like even getting people to know that they don't vibe with you is slightly less impactful than getting people to know they vibe with you, but it's better than have people having no idea who you are from a financial perspective, from a marketing perspective, from a branding perspective, from a business perspective. Like there's, there's benefits to the negative. Yeah, there absolutely is. And I love how you outlined that example. And I want to quickly, I hope it's on topic. You mentioned Wayne Gretzky and I, I love him. He's got some tremendous quotes. And one of my favorite quotes by his, and I think it's right, is I don't skate to where the puck is. I skate to where the puck is going. And that's exactly what I'm doing my community building, because I'm hoping today people are going to be hearing about, wow, this guy created the first ever legal crypto coin. He's on a discord. He's got this show with a unicorn sponsor and he's providing this content. And then he's doing this, 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 because 
this is where it's going, like Web3 technology, embracing all of these things. Like we're going to be delivering legal services in the metaverse. We already are. Like we're going to be going to court in a virtual world, like or lump it. So if you've got a practice area where you can see things in the future happening, which people, it's really hard. You said to it before, yeah, if it's really hard, but you know stuff about what's really hard and can break it down into practical, tactical, easy to digest stuff, people are going to want to be part of your community. Well, it's, it's funny to me, you know, I think the, uh, I think you can track the interest in NFTs with exactly what they sold for, but that's caused so many law firms to throw out the entire concept of Web3 when I'm sitting here like smart contracts. Like if you are a business lawyer, if you are a contract attorney and you are not up on what's going to come out with smart contracts on the blockchain with all this stuff, you're going to be behind the eight ball like that. Like it's just, yeah. you know, it's going to pass you by. So true. Like the, the time is now just to get busy on all of this stuff. And so, yeah, that's another tip. Like think about what you know. Like I think cybersecurity, like data protection, all of these areas of like there's massive potential issues or concerns or things that are going to happen. Um, obviously, blockchain, crypto, all of these great things. But real estate, you know, what's the future of real estate? Like what does that really look like? You know, it's it, yeah, all of these things like that, you know, and you can see. Like the more you can package that up, you know, you'll bring people into your community that want to know about this stuff. Love it. All right. So as we get towards the end here, what else do you want to make sure we talk about? What else do you want to make sure we cover? Um, I want to talk about, um, I think let's talk about confidence because we've touched on that, but it's, it's, it's so important. Like Fear kills more dreams than failure ever will. We know that's the truth, right? And I speak to so many lawyers that are so fearful about anything, to be frank, anything outside of their zone of genius in terms of doing the lawyering. They'll say to me, Rob, I'm not sure I should do, go and do this talk, or I'm not sure I should release this article, or I'm not sure I should do this post, or I'm not sure about doing this collaboration. I just really want to encourage people to, to break out of that and just to be, you know, find that inner confidence or find people who can inspire you because you know some of the parts of the people you hang around. If you hang around a load of people that are broke, you're going to be broke. If you hang around a load of people that are really fearful and really timid, you're going to be fearful and timid. So you want to be around people that are confident, that can bring out the best in you, who can inspire you because confidence is like the number one thing that we all need. And I appreciate it can get hard and I appreciate like I have tough days, you know, I've got a mental health and health days and some days it can you know with entrepreneurial journey but i also go back to thinking about what i have done and what i have achieved and bring inner confidence to that to keep pushing forward and forward and forward so i think confidence is so important i just don't think it's talked about enough yeah like it's ne nothing is ever going to be perfect but you should seek it better you know you should have you have fewer bad days there's a longer period of time between them you rebound from them quicker like that's the stuff you're looking for to know that your firm's on the right track your career's on the right track your community's on the right track whatever it is um you know there's going to be those setbacks here and there if there's not you're not trying hard enough or you're not putting in the reps or you're not you know pushing yourself enough but 10 steps forward one step back is nine steps further than you were before you started imperfect action over perfect inaction any day and what is it one of my mentors said to me done is better than perfect because perfect never gets done right so like just 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 be mindful of that don't overthink it just go out there and do it i love it all right so i want to talk about our next episode and then we'll come back for your final negative wisdom biggest takeaway so next week so monday the 10th at 2 45 so an hour and 15 minutes later than you watch this episode we have omid tabier Omid, I'm so sorry if I butchered your last name. We'll uh, we'll clear it up next week. My apologies. Greg and I did our best. 
Uh, and the topic is, that's what he said, another office reference, communication tips for law firm owners. So how do you as a, as a law firm owner communicate better, whether it's with opposing counsels, whether it's with employees, spouses, clients, etc. Omid has done a ton of certifications and training and experience in all sorts of these different techniques, and he's going to come in and share wisdom with us next Monday, 10-10-245, so an hour and 15 minutes later than you watched this episode. With that being said, Rob, look, I, I take notes on some of these. Normally I have like a couple of post-its. I've got a whole page and more on this one. So there's been a ton of good information. There's been a bunch of takeaways, uh, but I want something else. I want more, you know, that's for lack of a better term. So if somebody's been listening for the last 45 minutes and they remember nothing you said, except what we're going to show what would be your biggest piece of advice, your most important takeaway to help more lawyers be the exhibit A of a successful attorney? Well, I think we've touched on it. And I, I want to talk about the the importance of, of, of niching and niche networking. And again, it'll come back to another quote, but I think it will land well. And it's a Bruce Lee quote, which is, I fear not the man who practiced 10,000 kicks. I fear the man who's practiced one kick 10,000 times. And I think it's so important that we remember that because in a world where everything is so busy, there's communities, there's so many things going on, staying in your lane, being each inch wide and mile deep. And that's exactly what I'm doing. My legally speaking club, I'm staying in my lane of legal and careers and I'm being consistent in delivering that. So I'd say, remember that niche down, because as you guys say in the U S the riches are in the niches. Yeah, dude, I did. I did this and I think I don't know if it was a post. So there's like, oh, there's whatever it is, there's like 89,000 lawyers registered in the state of Florida, active or inactive status in some manner. So then if you go from there to those who do estate planning, I couldn't find that number. But then if you go to those who are board certified in estate planning, it drops to like 210. And then I was like, all right, well, then if you're in estate planning, but you're focusing on parents with kids with special needs, now you're a subset of that 210. And then if you are focused on parents relocating from Florida, you know, to Florida from New York and New Jersey, now you've gone down and like, you could find really like three specific things to put yourself in a niche of 10 or fewer people, which then allows you to charge whatever you want for people who want that specificity because they can't go to 89 other thousand lawyers. They can't go to 200 other attorneys. They can't go to, you know, they've got you as the only option or one of the you know, three options. Um, and you get to do the same work over and over again, which makes you be that much better at it because you're dealing with the same issues over and over again. Yeah, it's so true. And you, you make a great point because people always think about, well, you know, my market size is going to deplete if, 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 if I really niche. And you just go, but you, you are you can charge, you know, what you deserve for that marketplace because you are the specialist, you are the expert, you are the person they need to talk to. So there's nothing wrong with charging, you know, accordingly for that. So no, I absolutely agree. And wow, I've learned from you on this conversation, Jordan, as well. I know you've been asking me the questions, but I've just been like picking up your nuggets of wisdom as well. So this is awesome. It's a win-win. And for anybody listening, hopefully it's a win-win-win. We, uh, we're, we're practicing what we preach here. Absolutely. So I, we, I think we've, I don't know that we've specifically hit this point. So for anybody listening or watching who wants to join the Discord community, what do they have to do? Yeah, absolutely. So what you need to do is follow me on LinkedIn. I've annoyingly hit my 30,000 connections. It's a real annoying thing. If you follow me on LinkedIn and then I will get a notification, I will then send you a message and then I will send you the link to the Discord community. That's probably the easiest way to do it. There we go. And then any, um, in terms of them finding you on LinkedIn, I mean, obviously just type in Robert Hanna. 
Yeah, just find me on LinkedIn, Robert Haddo. I'm, I'm there pretty much every day posting content. So uh, yeah, if you like the sound of that, then feel free to, you can subscribe to our, our podcast and all of that good stuff, which is just legalspeakingpodcast.com and then you can get all the subscribe links from there. And for anybody who is listening to this, not watching it, it's Hannah, H-A-N-N-A, uh, not H-A-N-N-A-H. So yeah. That was uh, that was uh, the school days of being very very bullied <laughs> for the for the surname, but it's all good times. There we go. Um, sorry you went through that, but no, nah, it's good. You want to be following Rob? He, it's great information. It's a great mindset. It's fun. Uh, there's a lot of benefits to getting involved in this community and being a better legal community, one lawyer at a time. Whether that's as a participant, whether that's starting your own community, whether that's doing both. So some great insight. Thank you, Rob, for being with us. To anybody who's uh, watching this or listening to this, we hope to see you back next Monday, 245. That's what he said, communication tips for law firm owners. In the meantime, LinkedIn, Rob Hanna, H-A-N-N-A. Get the link, join the Discord, get yourself some legal coin. Uh, It's the only crypto that's up in this market because it will make you so much happier than looking at what your Bitcoin, Dogecoin, whatever has done over the last, uh, et cetera. But thanks for being with us today, man. Uh, thank you so much, Jordan. Really, really appreciate it. I've had an absolute blast. And if anyone's been inspired by today and feels they can add value to my community, we're all ears. Like, send me a message. I'm in for it. There we go. Love it. All right. Thank you to everybody listening to watch. We'll see you back next week. Until then, have a great day. And for-